What's up, guys? I'm Sean Lightsout Merriman, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. Thanks for listening. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolts Podcast. We, we were never, everyone's gotten a bit overexcited because of the early start that we had, the divisional wins we've got, we've gotten giddy. The reality is, we're a work in progress. And Allen and Mike Williams are both in like the top five or ten of drops in the, in the NFL. One of them is in like the top three. Good evening and welcome to episode 54 of the Charged Up Bolts podcast. We are recapping a Halloween horror show. The Bolts fall again for the seventh consecutive loss to the New England Patriots, 27-24, was it? I can't even remember the score now. Yeah, 27-24. It was a bit of a horror show. We didn't really get going after the sort of first quarter drive where we scored the touchdown and it all kind of went downhill from there. Adrian Phillips came back to haunt us with two interceptions to cry over spilt milk and recap this game. I'm joined by two of my co-hosts and in the top right is Mr. Elliot Bermudez in his brand new kitchen. How's it going, Bez? It's going like that. We're, we're close. <laughs> Thursday. Do you know what? I'm going to give, I'm going to give a live on Thursday's recording, when we preview the next game, I'm going to give you a live tour of the kitchen. It won't be done. I guarantee it, but we're close. Well, have you just seen me there having a uh, sip of my tea? And over at the Herbert Hangar, John is having also tea, microwave tea in a Starbucks cup. What the hell's that all about, John? Well, as my good friend Ted Lasso likes to say, I'm uh, I'm doing everything I can to mask the taste of this pigeon sweat. <laughs> Get out. Get out now. Get out. Look, in the word of Ted Lasso, believe. Do we have belief in this team? Are we heading? Are we are we tanking for a top six draft pick as we did uh, last season? What's going on, John? Come on, give us your takes. What what's going down? Um, I mean, I think I, I think there's a little bit of reality dose. This team has played two good coaches with two good defenses, and guess what? Hasn't gone well. So I think that they, um, you know, I think there's a bit of a reality gut check there. I think that there is a lack of focus going on of some sort. I I don't appreciate. Um, uh, all the drops that are going on. I think what do we have? Is it Keenan Allen and, and Mike Williams are both in like the top five or ten of drops in the in, in the NFL. One of them is in like the top three. Uh, I can't remember the exact stat uh, that I saw online, but it's it's bad. Popper uh, tweeted that out, so check his is yeah, Keenan's top three. Top three. Oh, just I mean the drops are bad. Um, you know the efficiency on first and second down is still bad. You know, and again, drops are problem a part of that, right? Some of it's the blocking, some of it's you know, Herbert's obviously maybe trying to do a little bit too much. Uh, there's miscommunication still. Him and Cook are not on the same page. Him and some of those receivers don't seem to be on the same page. It seems at least a couple times a week we see Herbert throwing to a spot and the receiver going the complete opposite direction. So it just seems like there's a lot of uh, miscommunication and confusion right now that needs to be solved. And on the defensive side of the ball, they are who they thought they were. Right. They're soft up the middle. Um, Joey Bosa is the only defensive pressure we have. And if he gets triple team like he does every week, we've got nothing else to offer. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Daniel Popper came out with a pretty fire tweet saying, you know, giving off a couple things he'd like to see. One, he'd like to see, uh, I think, Filer move to right tackle. Uh, I I don't hate that. Two, he wants to see Tavon Campbell usurp. Um, Chris Harris Jr., which, you know, after last week's game, I I, I I can't disagree. I mean, if you told me at this time last year 
that Tevon Campbell would be maybe our second best cornerback on the team, I would have laughed you out of this building. Uh, I would say, well, is everybody healthy? And if he said, yeah, I would have been like, no way. But it, it kind of seems true right now. He, he And, you know, and, and I don't know if that's so much as Campbell's development or as much to say about how poor the cornerbacks are playing. So it's just, it, it's a lot of things are going poorly. Um, the good news is because they had the outstanding start, uh, which none of us saw coming, they're still four and three. There's still plenty of life in them. They still have a game over the Chiefs, and they're only a game back of the Raiders, who we already have one win over. So, you know, it's uh, you know, it's definitely not an impossible task to still technically win the division. I don't, I don't know if that's in this team's future, but you know, four and three, we got some softer opponents coming up. I think there's an opportunity for them to bounce back, but we'll see. I mean, they, they've got to prove it on the field. I've got a bit of a take on our four and three, but before <laughs> I jump in, Bez, come on, give us your give us your two dollars worth. <laughs> Well, we're not all that, but we were never. Everyone's gotten a bit overexcited because of the early the start that we had, the divisional wins we've got. We've gotten giddy. The reality is we're a work in progress. Staley's new to the team. He's only had one off-season with Telesco to start implementing his defence, which is light boxes. And if you've got a Rams-style front, you can do a light box. But what you can't do is you can't do it when you haven't got anything up the middle. And we are soft air, as John said. So, you know, what concerns me, I, I don't think, you know, this is our year. I don't think Telesco should have sold sold us down the river with trading for everyone to push because it's not quite there yet. We're developing under a new head coach. But what worries me is that we have significant depth issues that are being highlighted by the injuries. We have problems with the O-line. Our elite players, as you've mentioned, Allen, Williams and Cook, are in the top 10 to 15 of players for drops in this season. Herbert's dropped more passes this season than he has in the previous part, previous entire season already. Um, and it's just, it's just something's not quite right. I'm going to say the magic word, sophomore slump. I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't think it is, guys. But um, I just think it's quite natural for a second-year quarterback, for people like Bill Bilicek to work him out put him in a position where he's not quite set in his feet. He's worried about Storm Norton getting absolutely trashed. He's not playing to his optimum. And that's when the mistakes happen. Special teams is still garbage. We're not getting the pressure. We're not a Super Bowl team. We are a borderline playoff team, maybe sneak a win to excite the fans, which I'm happy with. I'm, I'm comfortable with where we are in our development. I'm not overreacting. I'm not getting too much with four and three. We've beaten some good teams. We've lost to some good teams. You know, let's not panic. Uh, and we're, do you know what we're not? We're not microwave tea. <laughs> we are. Listen. Uh, right. I mean, the defensive line is microwave tea, if you ask me. <laughs> a little bit. Special a bit. There's only one thing you can, well, there's, there's two things you can guarantee in the NFL, okay? Well, several things, like six points for a touchdown. <laughs> one of those things is that, Chargers will be ranked 32nd on special teams DVOA every week. Every season. It's bad. Look, Don't Michael Snow's just made a good point there about Herbert, you know, zipping the ball at 100 miles an hour. He's got to sort of get that out of him. He's, he's still learning the game. I'll go back to what I said in week one. We're not going to find out what this Chargers team is until we get to sort of week six, seven and eight. And now we're finding out what they are. They're a good team with problems all over the the uh, the field on all three phases of the game. We've got issues in offense. 
I'm going to talk about the offence in a minute. I'll come back to it. We've got issues on defence. We've had issues again for the umpteenth time. We're not able to make field goals, even from short range. But it's the offensive line that's starting to irritate me now. Uh, if you saw my tweet earlier, I did a snapshot from PFF. Left tackle, left guard, centre, right guard, right tackle. And you look at the numbers and the issues are on that right-hand side again. Storm Norton gave up Not eight pressures. Enough. Eight pressures he gave up on Sunday. Let me play right tackle. I might give some flag. I might give some penalties, but guess what? You ain't you ain't pressuring my quarterback like that. He, he's either he's either mentally weak, or he's he's just physically not capable of playing that he's position. He's, he's just getting bowled over. Show it's some kahunas, man. It's almost as if he's a perennial backup say? player. You know, let's not forget his only starting experience before he got to the Chargers, who have no depth at offensive line, was as the as a as the XFL player. Right, that was his only time as a starter. Before that, he couldn't break the practice squad of the Vikings. Okay, so, so Norton so, is who he is, right? It's he is who he is. This team is who they who's who we thought they were. I was at, here in the beginning of the season saying, "Look, my best case scenario is they sneak into the playoffs and maybe they win a game." Where are we right now? We're exactly there. Yes, I agree, Bez. We all got we all got swept yeah. up in the hype, right? And for you know, and it was humming for a little while, but guess what? Yeah. It was early in the season. All right, defenses are traditionally bad early in the season. What happens? Defenses be, learn to adjust, they gel, they get better. What's happening? They're getting better. Our offenses, those issues that Herbert was able to erase with his arm um, on the third and fourth down, not able to erase those anymore. So I just, and I think the lack of confidence is starting to show. I mean, how many times? When we have seen in other games, the Chargers go for it on fourth down. And I did they go for it? Well, I think they went one time on fourth down, maybe. I don't, I, I don't, I don't remember that. I don't, I don't think they went for it on fourth down at all. Well, not one time, you know. And again, I think it's just there's a lack of confidence right now in that building. And Staley needs to figure out how to turn it around. So, John, you, you made a really good point at the beginning of the season about the fact that we we drafted Corey Lindsley and he was going to play lights out. And you're absolutely right because he is. Find him, yeah. And, and that was that was a great move by the front office. But the, your other point about Storm Norton playing, uh, you know, in what we would call second tier football, that is don't on the front could, office. That, wait, second tier? Don't you call it championship? How's the championship the second tier? I don't understand. <laughs> don't you want to be in the championship? Anyway, uh, so we'd like know. to be in the championship. Look, we're not in the cha- when we're we're in the third of tier, which is League One. Yeah, that. that's, that's team doesn't it. even know what day of the week it is. That, so I don't that's, hear that's high school. Listen, guys. So the, the front office, okay, that they made a great move to bring Corey, Corey Lindsley in. But that Storm Norton pick is on the front office. You're not telling me that they could not go around the football community and find some better caliber player than Storm Norton. I mean, come on, please. I, I, you know, can, it, can you blame? So here's the thing. We were talking about this before. They were never going to be a championship team this year. They no. were never going to be. So it means that there, it is a phased approach. All right. The entire offensive line needed to go. The entire offensive line. You don't build an entirely new offensive line in one offseason. All right. Right tackle struggled. They thought maybe they had the pieces to at least patch together a right tackle. Obviously not. But I can't. I mean, they've picked up four players who I thought have played really well. Abushi was playing really well till he went down. Okay. Yeah, Filer has yeah. played really well. Obviously, agreed. Slater is should be offensive rookie of the year conversation, but he's a tackle, and you know they hate the big uglies. I guess they're not marketable. Um, and obviously, Lindsley has been lights out. So four of the five offensive line positions are great, but they just couldn't 
finish off and get that fifth spot solidified. And you know what? It's okay. We have next season to do that. But hopefully, we just don't get Justin Herbert killed in the process. And, that, and that's my point because so true. Mm-hmm. we're now we're now in a position where we're going to start talking about the draft. We need an edge rusher. We need we need an offensive tackle. You know where people are now talking about uh, a wide receiver because of Keenan Allen's age, and we're not getting productivity anywhere else. We're going to be looking at running backs in in round three and four. Um, it, it's getting a bit. It, it's almost feeling like we've got too many problems in too many areas, but we've got to trust the coaches that, that can turn it around. Look, if, if we win seven games this season, that's an improvement on last year. And we've already seen, even at four and three, we're a much better team. We're much more competitive and more entertaining than we were in the last two or three years. So it's not all bad, but Sunday, I, I it was so flat. That first drive, we looked, we were, we were cooking, and then it all went sour. And I stopped tweeting. I was like, look, this is this is not this is not going to end well. And fair play to the Patriots; they did a job on the charges again. Um, it's our nemesis, what, what, Uncle Bill. What, Uncle Can't Bill. Stop him. Uncle Bill. He's our he's our uncle, and he 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 handles us. It's like that one drunk uncle at your uh, at your Thanksgiving day, uh, and you go outside to play football with the family, and he's 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 acting like it's freaking NFL, and he's playing with a bunch of ten year olds. That's what it's like with Uncle Bill. <laughs> uncle Bill just likes to sock us around a little bit. Tells us to get up and be tougher. Well, we need to be tougher. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. Do. And we've taken our pasting early. This is not like we're on the brink of the playoffs or we're fighting for that spot and they've turned us over. And 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 at the same time, a lot of the path to the playoffs is opening up a little bit. I mean, the, the Broncos have got rid of Von Miller. Looks like they're probably tanking. And you've got Derek Henry at the Titans they're taking a, an injury. I mean, Adrian Peterson's coming there, but he's not what he used to be. So... It's good to have that now and learn the lessons now. Um, but I'm ready to crown our season MVP today. Hopkins, perfect. Every point afterwards down the middle, he got all his field goals. Dan King, you are not needed to be the kicker of the LA Chargers, mate. We've got our guy. Where are we playing on Sunday, Bez? Say again. Where are we playing on Sunday? Go on. On the East Coast. Philly. It's going to be 45 not wins, and he's probably going to miss every kick going. So, look, I'm not ready to fourth down just yet. against the Eagles. It's not Bill, is it? You go for it on fourth down against the sorry, <laughs> the sorry, uh, Eagles. I mean, John, give it, give us your biggest positive from, from Sunday's defeat if you, if you can take one away. Um, biggest positive, it's a great question. It is a hard one. Hopkins has to be up there because at least he made. I mean, it, it was such a poor performance by everybody involved. I mean, there was very few people who really stood out to me and said, "Hey, you know that person had a really good game." I guess maybe a secondary, if not him, would maybe be Justin Jackson. Uh, I don't remember which one of us was on here saying Justin Jackson is the number two running back on this team. I don't know. Someone said, anyways, someone said that last week, and they were obviously right. They know what they're talking about. Um, he looked good, but again, it's Justin Jackson. So how? How long can we expect him to be playing at that level until he, you know, breaks an ankle or something? That's his problem. Always had the talent, couldn't, can't stay healthy. So, um, I mean, Justin Jackson was a bright spot. I thought he did a good job in his limited touches, showing that hey, if we ever got a scare again by Eckler, which uh, nobody appreciated that um, scare, but um, my family did not appreciate that. 
Oh, I know my, uh, anyways, I, I changed the DraftKings lineup that I ended up not missing out on cashing in on. And if I hadn't changed him out, I would have cashed. So anyways, that's a whole nother story. Uh, anyways, the, uh, that's it. I mean, everything else was pretty poor. I mean, running game was a little bit better. 160 odd yards. In fact, we've got a comment there from Michael Snow saying the same thing. Um, you've got to look at that, but then you've got to look at the, the team we're playing against, um, I don't think the Patriots are particularly brilliant at uh, stopping the run. But yeah. Keenan Allen is the biggest concern for me of what he said. Mm. And we'll talk about him when we come back after this very short TV timeout. Hey there, Bolt Fan, Mr. Guy, Adroid Airs. Hashtag Audible Chocolate. And I'm here in the Herbert Hangar with my guy, Nomeo Greats. Well, Week 8 is in the books, and unfortunately, uh, the Chargers did not win. But we're headed on to Week 9 with a chance to rebound against the Eagles. Now, if you're looking for a chance to rebound, our good friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, giving you another opportunity to win some free money. How does it work? Well, if you're a new subscriber and you bet $5 on any NFL team, if they win their game, you win $200 in free bets. That's right, $200 in free bets. All you got to do is bet $5 on any team to win. Now, if you're like me and you're playing out of the Herbert Hanger, which is in a state that doesn't quite allow the sports book yet, no problem. They've got DFS. That's right, Daily Fantasy Sports. It's a fun and entertaining way for you to get an opportunity to win huge cash prizes. If you're a new subscriber to their DFS platform, they're going to give you free entries into contests that have top prizes of millions and millions of dollars available to you. So how does it work? Well, you need to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 year or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See details at DraftKings.com sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to Charge Up Bolts podcast. You're joined by myself, John Wars Jr., Bez the Spaniard, aka Elliot Bermudez, and Adroy Ayres, also known as Audible Chocolate. We are talking Patriots Chargers. Another loss in the Why? back to Uncle Bill. Um, Patriots put up 11 points in the fourth quarter to seal the deal. Before the break, we spoke about Keenan Allen. He had a few drops, but it's what he said after the game that sort of intrigued me. Best. He said, today, I don't think they did anything that stopped us. Phillips had a couple of good plays on interceptions. One's with a tip. The other was a missed throw. Other than that, it was penalties and us. I don't think they did anything. He's get, He's been getting a bit frustrated with the team. And he, and I think he, he elaborated saying that this has been happening year on year on year on year. Does it sound like an unsettled Keenan Allen to you, Bez? Are we going to see him I am as a charger, or do you think he'll want to trade away in in the uh, off season? Because I know, I know you'll be talking about that. Yeah, I, I don't think to be fair, he's 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 the kind of guy to quit. I think he's a charger. I think he'll be a charger for quite a number of years to come. I'm worried he should probably focus more on uh, on his own performance because there was quite a number of third downs and drops from him that let the team down. He's he's been inconsistent. And I know because I've just traded him away in fantasy because I can't rely on him to put good numbers up. Um, you know, we've got, I, I trust him because of what he's done in the past and he can find it. He needs to elevate the locker room, not bring it down. But ultimately, the Chargers are going to charge you. We've heard it for years. Let's not overreact. Let's calm down. 
I've just realized that the worst thing that's happened is that all of us Brits in Britain have a colleague who's a Patriots fan who now has one up on over us again. And that's the annoying thing here. I've got a client that's the same and, and it's just the same old, but it's Bill. And we have to just pray and hope that the Chargers get better or Bill retires. One of those is going to happen soon. <laughs> Look, as far as I'm concerned, UK Patriots fans are no better than US-based Manchester United fans. It's as simple as that. But John, Damn right. are you are you concerned about the the lack of productivity? I mean, we saw Mike Williams flying out the traps in the first four or five weeks of games. He, he's sort of not doing much. Alan's not doing much. As as the as the opposition susters out, or are we just going through a bit of a dip in form? It's a long season. And, you know, it's very difficult to sustain a run in the NFL. Um, I think there's a little bit of everything going on here. So part of it is our offensive line, you know, the first few weeks were great. Um, and then they just started to fall off. And when you fall off like that, you're unable to allow Williams to, you know, make his moves have those late outbreaking routes, have those deep routes, right? There's just not time to get it to, to get him the ball or let him get open. So those haven't quite developed as much as they used to because we got to get rid of the ball quicker. I think teams have started to learn, hey, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take that safety valve away from that big game, right? They We don't have another deep threat. Mike Williams is kind of our only quasi-deep threat. So they're just kind of leaning the extra help that way. Uh, and honestly, Allen has just – he's been a big threat, and they've left him open numerous times across the middle, but he's made a lot of crucial jobs. So I think he's become less and less of a fear as much as Mike Williams has. So I think the defenses have gotten a little – smarter when it comes to defending us um, in that regard. So I think there's a little bit of both kind of happening with that regression for Mike Williams. I mean, as I've been saying this entire time, I don't, don't give him that big money yet. Make sure, make sure we, we know exactly who he is before we pay him. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would have cut him, mate. You, you have no, no, no ability to comment on Mike Williams' contract. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, oh, oh, Bez, on the John touch there on the defense, uh, mm -hmm. obviously the opposition, uh, our own defense. I saw Jerry Tillery basically clutching at fresh air uh, in the first quarter, only for him, you know, a few plays later, make a sack. And I think this boils down to inconsistency, doesn't it? I mean, I think on the first, the Patriots' first drive, um, I think it was Aguilar that got wide open. I think Derwin James was in coverage. And I was like, whoa, what's going on there? J James would normally have that. And he did finish with, with 12 tackles in the end. Um, but I just think we're seeing a bit of inconsistency on defence. Um, and our tackling is a bit suspect at times. Do, do you agree with that? Well, I think, like you say, inconsistent is the word. There's massive splash plays. Derwin James came up with two great plays in this game. He knocked the forced fumble and what was the second one? Was it the sack coming coming in late around the edge? That He had two big plays to, to, on third down, which were absolutely fantastic and kept us in the game. Um, the problem is, is that there's more negatives than there are positives at times. Tillery turns up some weeks at some plays, yeah. gets the quarterback, great moves, dominates his man. And then the next three plays, he's completely anonymous. Um, I like Justin Jones early in the game. You could tell he's not been playing football because he, he sort of lagged as the game went on, but he made a difference for me. Um, and I was paying attention to what the linebackers were doing. 
And I actually think we're not talking enough about the impact the linebackers are having because they are getting swept out to sea. I was watching Tranquil in I was going to say, what, what linebackers are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. This is the problem. Like on the first drive, when, when they drove down, we got the Damien Harris touchdown. Tranquil, uh, Amen was also on the field. Both of them were just getting destroyed and moved out the way. At one point, Tranquil came up against Aguilar, and Aguilar won a one-on-one blocking assignment against Tranquil. You can't be a successful playoff team and have Nelson Aguilar dominate your linebacker. It's not going to happen. So we need to improve. It's not just the D-line. It's actually the linebackers as well that have to get better. Um, And I I have a sneaky feeling. I'm going to start watching some draft tape in the next few weeks at some some of the highlights from the season and look at who I'm interested in. And I'm going to keep an eye out on linebacker. I don't think linebacker is a million miles away from a position we would target in the middle of the first round if some of the deal line or left or right tackle potentially are not there could be linebacker don't rule it out i reckon am i wrong am i going to eat another hat well guys? look listen let's keep going back let's go to defensive backs the secondary i mean asante samuel jr is in concussion protocol we ain't seen him against the eagles john what are we doing back there what who's going to fill in and co- cover that spot well, thankfully, they're playing uh, a quarterback who's actually not quite good at throwing the ball. So that, that's a positive. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think you're just going to see the same kind of rotation that you saw before. Um, I mean, it is what it is. This team is going to have to lean on Harris Jr., uh, Tavon Campbell, um, and, and Mike Davis, and then, you know, Brandon Faison, whoever else they want to elevate up to that defense back squad. So it is what it is. They're going to have to – I mean – I, I don't know. They, they're just going to have to figure it out. There's there's just nothing else that, to do here. There, there's not really a whole lot of um, there's not really a whole lot of options for them. So you know it is what it is. Next man up. Uh, to me, I think the defensive backs, even though they've been shaky, haven't been the worst. Honestly, it's it's it is every every week. It's the same thing. Can't stop the run. You can't stop the run. It opens up play action and it makes Mac Jones look like he's a good quarterback and he's yeah. not a very good quarterback. I've watched Mac Jones multiple occasions. <laughs> he's not that good of a quarterback, but he's not a you know thing. what? Stop trying to make but, him one Patriots. But you know what? He looks like a thing. If they've got their ground game going, if they can run the ball, just like, just like Ryan Tannehill is not that good of a quarterback. He really is not stop. Everybody trying to pump him up. He's not a very good quarterback. What does he have? He has Derrick Henry. Everybody focuses on Derrick Henry, and then he lives and breathes inside that play action pass. Once you take, once that play action pass wasn't there early in the season, you saw how Tannehill struggled. That's why I don't think the, the Titans are making the playoffs now that Henry's gone. I think that I think somebody else emerges. I think the Colts may figure out a way to surpass him. I don't know. Wentz is a good quarterback. He's not really a great NFL player, but he's a good quarterback. He can throw the ball well. Um, and so maybe they overtake him. I don't know. It just that offense is really bad without Derrick Henry because they need Derrick Henry to prop him. But I think the same thing is with the with the Patriots. And you know what? Good teams can stop those kinds of players. Good teams can take him out of the game. We are not a good team that can do that because we just allow them to run up the middle. So we have to oversell on the run occasionally, which opens up play action for wide open throws that Mac Jones is going to kill us with. He's going to dink and dunk on the end of the day. This game should have been much bigger blowout for the Patriots, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if, if they had pulled their heads out of their butts and said, hey, instead of trying to throw the ball when we're inside the 10, let's just keep running the ball, yeah. they would have scored at least two more touchdowns, and this Agreed. game would have been a blowout. So uh, in fairness, the defense, while they were – you know, they, they did a fine job overall. I think that it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, it could. I mean, we, we talked about Sante Samuel being out for Sunday. Um, 
We talk about players not stepping up to the mark. We talk about a lack of a linebacker core. Looks like we're not going to hit the trade deadline with any any uh, signings. Melvin Ingram has gone to Chiefs. You know, we spoke about him last week and potentially bringing him back to get us down the 10-game stretch to the end of the season. That's not happening. Um, we're going to have to work with what we've got. I'm hoping the front office have got a plan to fix this because you're right, Bez, we're right at this moment and there's still a lot of football to be played. We're looking like a wild card um, shot at best. Raiders top the division at five and two. Chiefs are on our tail at four and four. We really need to win on Sunday. But what these last yeah. two games does, it does highlight the holes because, it, look, if we're sat here right now, yeah, with another two wins under our belt, it's all, yeah, we're, we're great, we're great. And you, you sort of gloss over all the all, all the issues. And and this is what John alluded to earlier. We all get excited when we beat the Browns. We got excited when they beat the... And we've got... You've got to. It's such a short season. And I think you have to ride the crest of a wave when, when it comes your way. But in the same token, we can't get too downtrodden. You know, we, we've got a really exciting uh, quarterback. We've got a really exciting coaching staff. And it's... You can't. It's a work in progress, th- isn't it? It's work in progress. I'll, I'll, I'll not swear at the minute, but there's an old saying that you <laughs> you can't polish a so and so. You'll know what I'm talking about. If we haven't got the personnel, that's now down to Tom Telesco to fix that. And I think one of you two have already put him under a bit of pressure uh, on 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 podcast, probably episode twenty, whatever it was, because he's he's got to get this draft, this next draft, with his first, second, and possibly third round pick. Um, they're they're going to be really really crucial because we, we've got gaps all over the place. Uh, Eagles on Sunday, we've already had um, guys coming on. Okay, we've had an invite, John, to talk Eagles Chargers. I know our friend Neil Dutton and Dutton thirteen on Twitter is a big Eagles fan. Um, they'll be expecting to win on home turf we're desperately yeah well yeah well, look we we're desperately needing a win because the the raiders are now uh, steaming ahead in the division the chiefs um are only a game behind us another win for them that puts us in a hole and then here we are again writing off the season before we've even got to the end of november we, we don't want that let's at least get to towards week 15 16 saying if we can get these wins We've got a chance of making the playoffs. I think that's what we'd all like to see. Mm-hmm. But you, you're all right. It's work in progress. There's lots of problems. Fortunately, we haven't got the headache, or I wouldn't mind the salary of trying to fix it, but we haven't got the headache of trying to um, come up with, with ways of improving this team. Final thoughts round the table. John? On me, buddy. We talked about the trade deadline before. Um and, you know, I wasn't really expecting anything to happen. I, I think it would be a pretty tough uh, for Teleska to look at this roster and say, hey, we're one person away. You know, we're at least three yeah. to four, at least three to four solid, really good players away from really being a contender. So I just don't know, you know, not not I'm saying that he should be clutching those third, fourth, fifth round picks or whatever, like they're gold because they're not. He's obviously found nothing in those rounds in previous years. 
Um, so, you know, I don't think he should be clutching them. But at the same time, I don't think he should be selling the farm uh, in a year that I just don't think they're ready to contend. So uh, I'm not too worried about that. I think everyone was talking about Deshaun Jackson. You know, and we got to note that, you know, he, he ended up getting cut because they couldn't get a deal done to uh, trade him away. So we'll see. I mean, adding someone like Deshaun Jackson could be a nice little get for the Chargers. But, you know, I think there's going to be other teams. The Raiders who are right now top of the division. They just lost Henry Ruggs. So, um, well, maybe yeah. they haven't officially lost him, but they'll lose him they'll very lose quickly him. here. So, yeah, he's about he's about yeah. to get on the, uh, the exemplist from the commissioner if he's in already. So, you know, I think there could be a little bit more of a bidding war for Deshaun Jackson than there was going to be a day or two ago. So, you know, I, I, I don't expect the Chargers to overpay Ooh. to bring him in. So, John, I, I have a radical idea on this exact point. How about we use Josh Palmer, who we've just signed and just scored his first touchdown, <clears> instead of going and spending a, a whole a wedge of cash on a guy that used to be good in my fantasy league about 10 years ago? Uh, well, I will say because he doesn't do the same thing that Deshaun Jackson does. Josh Palmer does. Yes, that, that was a great catch. That was great. Good for him. Quality. You know, it was quality. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but what I'm saying is he, Josh Palmer steps in to replace Mike Williams. The, that's where the overlapping skill set is. That he does not overlap with Guyton. Guyton has theoretically a little bit more speed, right? Tyron Johnson, he had more speed. They need to add that speed guy. The guy can really stretch the field quickly, right? Because we can't have we don't you don't have the time for Herbert to wait for Josh Palmer to get downfield. We just don't have that time. So the reason you sign a Deshaun Jackson is because you add that speed. Again, he's your number three wide receiver. He's he's older, but you know what? He's a veteran and he, he can at least make defenses respect him. I don't think anybody respects Jalen Guyton. You have know, we got question? No, have we got the slowest team mother. in the NFL? Have we generally got the slowest team in the NFL? He looks at it, doesn't it? Genuinely. I mean, Jackson when he made that seventy-five yard burst, you know, he was he was blowing, he, he, he was blowing steam after about 25, 30 yards. You, you know, we, we've seen you see the likes of uh, Tyreek Hill, Terry Henry when he's fit, just Nick Chubb, boom, they're gone. We haven't got yeah, any. We haven't, we, we, we haven't got that. We, I, I don't know who the fastest player is on our, our team, but nobody stands out, you know, um, sprint training, I think, in the, in the off-season. <laughs> Bez, any final points? Let's not overreact. We all got a bit giddy. Calm down. We're four and three. We're in com competition in, in the league. Von Miller's gone, and we play the Broncos twice. You seem to be giving up on the season. I'll take that any day of the week. Melvin yeah. Ingram to the Chiefs, really? Is that really going to elevate them? No. The only person that can fix the Chiefs is Mahomes playing like he has done before. And perhaps that's a, an echelon too high for him now this year. We don't know. Um, just just let, let's daily do his thing. Let's enjoy the season in progress. I think there's going to be many wins when we're talking about it. We've lost the Patriots. We've been here before. Shrug it off. We've had worse days. We used to get coached by Anthony and Mike McCoy. So let's put this into context and chill <laughs> <Not> out. <Turner. laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um, we'll be back on Thursday when we look ahead towards the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's forget about the Halloween horror show. We're coming on to uh, another potentially exciting game. Hopefully we can come away with a win on the East Coast. See you soon. Bolt up. Bolt up.